0: Welcome back to 4-in-Tow podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journey through homeschooling. This is episode seven. We're gonna talk about science and eclectic approach. Hey everybody, it's Elizabeth back with you again. So today I'm going to be talking about science. If you've listened to previous podcasts with me, you'll know that I am an eclectic homeschool mom. I don't have a specific uh, box curriculum that I love, love, love. I don't have a specific style that I do like Charlotte Mason or unschooling or classical cl- conversations. but I am of the eclectic style. So I pick and choose and find what I like and then add to it or take away from it or just do a hodgepodge of things. <laughs> and it's actually one of my most favorite things to do is come up with the best way for me to teach my children a certain topic. I'll show you what I do with science. So this will be like the fifth year that I've taught science to my kiddos. I started doing science as young as kindergarten, and I di- didn't do it uh, really concretely until the last three years, the pre- or the previous two years, rather. We started science as soon as kindergarten because, to me, my... I just saw all the questions that my oldest daughter had about nature and wildlife and birds and bugs and trees and and why not turn that into something for science someday I'll get into what I did for kindergarten uh the entire year because it was it kindergarten has really been one of my most favorite grades to teach and I've kind of just come up with my own approach to it so I I'll get into that in another le- in another lesson but we did include science I'll get into that in another podcast. I did include science in kindergarten, but it wasn't very structured. I picked up structured science in first grade. So far, we've studied space, the history of science, animal zoology, specifically mammals, amphibians, birds, and reptiles. In a later episode, I'll go back to the first few grades that I ever taught and tell you how I approached science because it was a little bit different. Being that I am an eclectic teacher, it came together um, really in a very non-traditional way. When my oldest reached second grade, I picked up a textbook and used it to teach space. And then last year, if you remember my previous episode, I used Beautiful Feats to teach the history of science, and that's what we used This year, I'm going back to the textbook and using it as a backbone, and then I'm going to be adding other things to it. And so that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. So the backbone of our science curriculum this year is going to be Apologia's Exploring Creation with Zoology, the fifth day, which specifically talks about flying things, birds, bats, and insects. Now, the way this book is set up is they have the birds in one section, the bats in another, and the insects in another. They encourage you to do lesson one at the very beginning and start there. And it teaches aerodynamics and what it takes to fly. It teaches the science of lift and drag. That's the first chapter, and you can do that within one week. And then from there, you can pick and choose which section you want to study. Their suggestion is to get kids outside when the bugs are out, if you are starting the curriculum in the summer, start with the insects, which are actually in chapter nine, and then go back when it gets colder and study the birds when you don't have access to bugs and insects being around because of the weather. This is what I've done. I have it planned out at this point to where I'm going to be doing Insects and Bugs for July, August, September, and maybe October. We'll see how it goes. We might switch to birds at that point and come back around to the insects and bugs when spring comes around next year. I'll let you know how it goes. But my plan is right now to do the first lesson of insects in July. Chapter nine, if you are familiar at all with Apologia's, Apologia's work. I really like these textbooks. They are written in a way that work really well for kids who do uh, who listen to read alouds well. It's not a boring textbook by any means. I know uh, some reviews that I've read have been have complained about the style of writing, but what I found for my kids especially, it simplified difficult scientific thought and helps understand vocabulary as well as gives experiments for various things. So Each chapter has a couple of different experiments that you can do to learn about whatever it is that that chapter is talking about. So for example, when we were doing the aerodynamics in chapter one of the same study, it talks about aerodynamics and gives you a glider exercise. So you can see what makes a glider work the best. Wingspan and the length of the body of the glider itself have to do with all of the things that make something able to fly. And so they have a the whole little experiment there. It is from a Christian perspective, so if that's something that you're aiming to get away from, it I would not recommend the program. However, um, I have appreciated it. I don't typically go for overtly Christian um, curriculum. and I don't typically push it that much with my kiddos, but I do want to give them that perspective. Um, as this is something that some people believe, and so I'm not opposed to teaching that. It was what I was taught as well as a child, but with the way I am as an adult now, I want to be a little bit more open-minded and let kids um, listen to different thought processes and let them um, question and look look into themselves, teach them how to look into it themselves. My idea is to give them this as a perspective and teach them as just that. This is one perspective. And when they talk, they do talk about evolutionary ideas in there as well. I do make sure to say there are two thoughts here, this thought and this thought. And sometimes I rephrase things just a little bit to make it that, make it be that way. So we're not just overtly pushing one uh, thought. I realize that can be controversial. And that's where, (laughs) that's why one of the taglines of this podcast has been, Homeschooling from a not so conservative podcast or from for the not so conservative homeschool mom, because that's me. <laughs> a little different. If you haven't figured it out yet, I sell Osborne Books and Kane Miller Books. Osborne Books and More is one of those wonderful little home party businesses where your friends sell books, <laughs> children's books specifically, online and in homes and at book fairs and all over the place. And they are. <laughs> I absolutely love them. If you don't know what they are, hit me up. I will introduce you. (laughs) They are amazing. And one of the best series from Osborne Books and More is the Beginner Reader Series. I love the series. There's pictures in the books. They're short little readers that are perfect for kids in third grade and down to read on their own. But also you can use them as read alouds to teach a topic or teach about an animal or, for example, bugs or Butterflies and Caterpillars. And you can use those books in this study. And so that's what I've done. I've pulled these off the shelf. I've pulled off bugs, ants, and Butterflies and Caterpillars, which is one book, the Butterflies and Caterpillars book. Each page has an illustration or a photograph of one of those types of animals. And then it'll give a description of the life cycle or what they eat or how they have babies or where they live, their habitat, what are their predators, what are their prey. Um, It's just a fantastic, they're fantastic little books. I love them, love them, love them. So I add these and I read them not just once, but multiple times in the course of our study of insects and bugs. I also use them for pictures. In Apologia's Flying Things study, they do have some pictures which are great. But these Osborne books and the Kane Miller books have that just that many more pictures, so bright and colorful and really, really wonderful. And in a bind, if I really need the kids to do something for science, and I just don't have enough time to sit down and read half a chapter or several pages with the Apologia textbook, I can hand my oldest daughter, the beginner reader, and say, read it aloud to everybody. And it works out really, really, really well. So that's how I add that uh, eclectic bit to it. There are also coloring books that you can buy. Um, I found several on Instagram. Uh, People have created insect coloring pages that are beautiful, 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 beautiful. If you follow hashtag insect study or bug study, you can find some really great resources on Instagram for homeschool moms that are creating stuff for their families. That said, there's also a website called TeachersPayTeachers.com. And if you do not know about this website yet, I highly recommend that you find it. This is a website that's designed by public school teachers and some homeschool moms who have created these wonderful downloadable PDF packs of anything you can imagine. Just helps for various studies. And I was searching Pinterest and found this one pack that a lady had created for you can search by grade level you can search by topic you can search by anything so she has these little packets that she's made for insect study specifically insects so she has one page where it's sort the insects and you can pick out well are these insects or are these bugs you know there's a difference and can you tell the difference and what are the parts of an insect and then you have a page where you can just do it uh, label everything. It's it's a really, really wonderful little resource. A lot of these PDFs, you pay for, pay for them um, depending on how many pages there are. They're like a dollar or three dollars. Maybe some of them are as high as six and seven dollars, but those ones are generally about 30 pages long. It's a lot of work that the teachers have put in to make these, and this is just a way to help support them and their classrooms. I love checking out Teachers Pay Teachers because it's I know that I'm supporting a hardworking parent in their education, and it also helps me and my educating of my kids. And so, I when I found her packet, I spent the three dollars and fifty cents and downloaded it, and I'm going to be using it as part of our study of insects um, coming up next week I'm going to be using it so I'll put links in the show notes for you guys to see to check that out as well because of copyright laws I'm not going to be able to post pictures but I will definitely tag her in the posts when I post about the episode so you'll be able to go check out her stuff it's really really cool so those are a couple things that I do besides coloring books or coloring pages you can find stuffed animals or little wooden toys or puzzles that have to do with bugs. You can study what they would look like in a little bit bigger format than just a, a book or just a picture. I have some magnifying glasses, and I'm planning on going on a bug hunt with the kiddos and trapping a few bugs and looking at them close up with our magnifying glasses and drawing pictures, using paints and things. After we study them just a little bit, I want to do a little bit of reading first, and then we'll go on a bug explore, and we'll see what we can find. I don't plan on mounting any insects, although I remember when I was a kid doing a whole insect study and we mounted a whole bunch of bugs on these little insect boards. It was really pretty Pretty fascinating. I will, I must admit, but um, I don't think I am quite at the point where I'm ready to have dead bugs displayed in my house. (laughs) I'm not quite that cool of a homeschool mom. I would love to know what you guys have used to teach your kids about insects and bugs. I, I am just so excited to know what you guys have done. As, I, as we go through the study, I'm going to come revisit this and I'll tell you guys what we do for birds and for bats. Um, back when I was teaching my daughter in first grade, we did a whole study on mammals and did a huge study on bats and f- in first grade. And I'm planning on revisiting some of that. So when we get to that point, I'm going to tell you all about how I did that eclectically. Let me know what you you use to learn about insects? What cool tools have you found? What are some mommy businesses that you found that have pictures or manipulatives or puzzles or anything? What are some mommy businesses that we can promote and help get the word out to, hey, use these things for your study of insects? I'd love to know what you use. If you want to join my online community, I have a Facebook page you can like and follow I also have an Instagram account you can follow and a website for into podcast just look us up there and I have a little Marco Polo group it's online if you're interested in meeting me face to face and having some chat time and I'm available to give suggestions or chat or encourage or anything you need Um, we've got a couple of moms in a group together um, chatting it up and discussing what we use and what we what's useful and what we're doing next and if you are more of a text person and would like to send me an email, uh, feel free to and message me on Facebook or on Instagram. That's the easiest way to do it. You can also support the podcast by going to patreon.com backslash four and toe podcast and support me there for as little as a dollar. Or you can host a party with me, with Us Porn Books and More. And um, I'd love to introduce you to those books. You can also check out um, my affiliate link to Beautiful Feet Books as well from last week's episode. And buy some beautiful feet books. (laughs) That will also help support the podcast as well. I love you, mama. You've got this, girl. Just keep up the good work. And if you need any help, I am here to encourage you. Just reach out. That's what it takes is just reaching out and letting us know that you need help and that you need a friend. I'm here to be that for you as best I can. So until next week, have a wonderful time teaching kiddos and stay cool in the heat. Bye for now.